Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at you can't be an entrepreneur and write off everything, right? Right? You write off everything. You show no money. You're making a lot of money, but you're, you're writing off everything. You're not showing no money, no profits, nothing. Now come to a bank and say, hey, lend me $100,000, but I'm only showing $15,000 as what I make, right. right? And so talk a little bit about um, why it's important to... Um, set up your business in the right way if you're going to be able to use other people's money to help you know, increase your, your, your bottom line. Right, and that, you make a good point, Ash. And um, owning a tax company, I see that all the time. People want to get houses, they want to get business loans. But here's the problem, we don't want to pay any taxes on any of it. Right. So to Ash's point, we want to write it all down, right. baby. Right. Get, make sure it all go away. Yeah. And I mean, you're saving from a standpoint that you're not paying Uncle Sam's taxes, which is going to catch up with you, Yeah. right? But you got to just plan, you know, past it. Like you got to get to the point to where you're putting back enough money to be able to pay taxes, mm -hmm. so you can actually have some income to be able to show. Right. Because at a point, like these people want to see if you if you got some money and made some money. Like you can't just keep it all. Yeah. And if you try to do that, you're trying to save the money on the taxes, mm -hmm. but you're killing yourself on the million dollar loan. Exactly. Right. Like what you're trying to save is actually what's killing you. Exactly. Because yeah. if you would just pay this money in taxes, now you can go out and get a million dollar line of credit. Exactly. Now you open up to SBA finance. Now you open up to buying apartment complexes. Yeah. Now you get into big deals to where you'll be you you'll be to the point to where you can't wait to go pay your taxes. Right. Exactly. Why? Because right. you're gonna have the income now to document yourself. Exactly. And it's not that it's not there for us to access. We just don't know how to access mm, it. Yeah. yeah. And it's not color that stops us from, from accessing mm. it. And I tell people that, you know, banks don't, banks don't actually feel black or white. Right. Yeah. They really don't. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't, I've never been denied anything because of color. Mm. The only thing that denies you with banks, man, is paperwork. Oh. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I know you want to watch this next video, but listen, if you are an entrepreneur, business coach, business consultant, or a small business owner who has a story and wants to learn how to create multiple streams of income from your story, I need you to text me right now. My book to 646-687-4152. That is my personal number. I have been an author for over 12 years. I've written 10 books. Four of them have been bestsellers and I've sold over 100,000 books, but I've also helped a lot of my clients take their expertise and put it into a story, then create multiple streams of income from that. So I wanna help you do the same thing. So text my book to 646-687-4152. All right, all right, let's go back to the video. Pay attention and listen, we about to teach class. Inside the boat, my man asked cash to get your man right. Thursday night, 8 p.m. You see him, change your life. Millionaire mindset, the best on earth. Blueprint to wealth and not a network. Welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the greatest 
Money Mindset Show on the planet. When I tell you I have a powerful episode ready for you, listen, there are a lot of industries out there that are not made for us, but they are using us on a scale that you cannot believe, right? And when you think about taxes, which is a billion dollar business that really just kind of like squeezes money out of our community at an alarming rate and doesn't give back to our community, we need somebody who's going to be the hero, the Robin Hood, who's going to steal from the rich, give back to the poor. I got my man, Mo. Rowan in the building. What's up, bro? What's going on? What's going on, man? You heard it here, baby. Robin Hood. Yes, sir. Robin Hood. That's it. That's it. Um, And so we want, you know, you know, I want to get into all of what you do. Serial entrepreneur, innovator, uh, billion-dollar company. Um, But before we get to all that, for those who don't know, who is Mowbray Rowan? So what's up, family? Man, my name is Mowbray Rowan. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called One Stop Taxes. And One Stop is the, the largest, first of all, African-American tax franchise company in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a virtual company. Been virtual about five years before COVID started. And uh, we're 98% African-American women, uh, giving our sisters a chance because they're really the ones infected mostly by what happens in the tax industry. Mm-hmm. And from there, we started a real estate company to educate people. And it was really just getting back into the community, man. And uh, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love what you do um, because when I was introduced to you and the brand, uh, the one thing that I that I appreciate the most as somebody like I remember. So I was a banker, uh, and I had a client, wealthy client, you know, wealthy client who owned uh, some Jackson Hewlett's, right? Um, and literally, uh, this guy made like six figures like in a month, you know what I mean? And and it was you know from our community. Um, was really, uh, really didn't give back to the community, was like sucking the, the money out of the community, uh, charging these, you know, exorbitant kind of right. fees. Um, and so when I, when I, when I heard about the, your concept, um, I mean, number one, the, the genius of uh, franchising um, a business that allows you to um, not even, you know, you don't have to charge these exuberant fees because you don't have this high overhead, but then, uh, you are also allowing people to be able to monetize, right? So everybody's going to do the taxes anyway. So you created a system right. that allows other people to, uh, you know, make money off of uh, off of things that they're going to do already. So talk a little bit about, about that concept. So here's the thing I tell people, man. If you can chase what you're doing to other people's ambitions, mm. and it was a concept of less is more. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, if you really want to go out and really, really make it, if you figure out how to take less, see, back in the day when me and my wife first started our business, we made all of the money, mm-hmm. right? We made 100% of every single client that we did, yeah. and we made good money from it. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know, what if we could package this up, teach this to other people? And at the time, there was no place, nowhere. I'd have never even seen a, so much as an ad about how to get into the tax industry. Mm-hmm. Like, why was this thing so kept from us? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, you don't see no advertisers, no, anything like that about how to actually become a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so as I started digging into it, the industry is really designed to keep, you know, our segment really out of the industry. And so we put something together so you could be able to do that and took away all the costs and be able to put something that everybody can be able to touch. And once we did that, that was kind of the shift really in the business, giving the opportunity to other people, attaching our vision to other people's dreams and then giving people a platform to run on. 
and 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 talk about a little bit about the success that um, you know, not just you, but like you know, you have people, uh, single mom, five children, making six, seven, like making a lot of money. Talk a little bit about the success. I mean, it's just so, so crazy. Um, this part, the most rewarding part of it. I was talking to a young lady, thinking about a young lady, Kelly Jones, that been with us three years and was working at um, in New Orleans, working at a front desk manager. Mm -hmm. And the first year, she made about two thousand dollars with us. Mm -hmm. The second year, she made about ten thousand mm dollars -hmm. with us. Last year, she made $75,000, um, you know, twice, two, three times the amount of money which she used to make. Um, one of, you know, many, many stories, Shamis Tlaib, you know, was a young lady with a uh, with single mother with kids and was salon owner, had to put up GoFundMes to be able to um, just be able to keep the lights on. Now she's literally, you know, close to $100,000 in, you know, we're talking the first quarter of the year, Ash. Wow. We're not talking about, you know, the whole year. We're talking about by April. Yeah. And so just watching the lives of people change, it's, I don't even recognize them. Mm. And I tell people all the time, if you dig in for three years, 36 months, you won't recognize your mm. life. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you really, really go for it. So yeah. it's just success after success after success. Stories of people that, you know, they want to be able to have it. They got what it takes, but they just don't got it. Mm. They don't have the actual platform to yeah. get on. Yeah. No, so that's, that. that's the beautiful, beautiful part about it. Yeah. And so you're, you're a serial entrepreneur. Uh, run, you know, multi-million dollar businesses. Um, was that always the case? Like, where, where did the passion for taxes? Did you go to school? Are you a CPA? Did, like, where, like, like where, where did that passion come from? I'm going to tell you, it's not, it wasn't so much a passion for taxes, really. Yeah. It was really a passion for just being able to make a lot of money in the beginning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was like, people, somebody told me about taxes, bro, I failed both accounting classes, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. I was the last person to ever, to, you know, should be on a tax company. I hated taxes, hated accounting. Yeah. But here's what I'll tell you. Sometimes the thing that you think that you hate the most, mm -hmm. that you run away from the most, that's the hardest for you, mm -hmm was the thing that, that ultimately ended up setting us free financially. It's the damnedest thing mm -hmm. when I think about it. Um, and I tell people there, bro, sometimes what you're running from might be the thing that, that, that's supposed to take you over the top. So um, that wasn't, I was always an entrepreneur, but it was never so much about taxes. And then once we, you know, we just looked, we wanted a way to be able to fund our entertainment. Mm -hmm. That was what initially came from. Yeah. Well, if we can be able to go make money from this, well, maybe we don't have to be starving artists. Mm -hmm. And my wife can pursue her acting mm -hmm. and I can pursue making movies and films mm -hmm. and music. Mm -hmm. And taxes was going to fund our dreams. Mm. And it was funding our dreams, but only in a limited way. We could only do so much just her and ourselves by ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So we had to flip it and become more of the platform and give other people the opportunity. Yeah. And then it grew outside of something that we could control. Now. Yeah. And, I, and, and talk, talk about this concept, right? Because um, there are a lot of successful people out there um, who get to the bag, but then uh, start to protect what got them there right and they are not willing to sort of like share that information with others um and for you it's the total opposite like you learn the game you teach the game right whether it is you know taxes whether it's film whether it's real estate like every bag that you and you and you get some bags yeah we're gonna talk about that but you get some bags right and so every bag that you got right that you get um, you have also created a platform that teaches others how to duplicate that. And so um, why, why do you do that? And, 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 and why not say, nah, I got it. Well, let me like, like keep why, it to myself, why, right? right? Keep it to yourself. Well, here's the thing, bro. Money follows attention. Mm. 
And if you want to get money, you got to get attention. Mm. And the best way to get attention is to get other people's attention. Mm. What I mean by that is oh, you got to give. Bar. <laughs> Hold on, I need you. Look, I need you looking at camera. You got the bar. Hold on, that is a bar. Say that again. Say that again to the people in the back who ain't listening. Hold on, say that one more time. All right, I said, yo, money follows attention. And if you want to get people's attention, you got to get their attention. Mm. And what I mean by that is you got to give other people a shot. And if you can attach what you're doing to giving other people a shot, then you got their attention. Mm. And so that's how you get and you maintain people's attention. And we started doing that. And we did that by taking what we had packaged up and giving it to other people. Yeah. And then that's, that's why we grew our business so fast, because yeah. we gave it to other people to grow. We didn't make it about us. Yeah. And so many people want to keep the information, keep it so closed, because they think that there's a that they don't realize that there's an abundance of money. They, they operate in a place of lack. Mm. And as long as you operate from a place of lack, guess what you're going to be? Mm. Lacking. Lack. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and that's what they don't realize, man. Right. When you operate from that, you really just close yourself down. You close down blessings. You close down the people that you're going to meet. Yeah. That's going to ultimately take you to the next place. So you're trying to hold what you got right here. Mm. But when you do that, you can't go to where you're really supposed to be going. Mm. Yeah. And so yeah. that's why I advise people not to do that. And, and, I, and, I, and I love that because I feel like um, one of the biggest things that stop people uh, is the foundation of business, right? Because a lot of people want to make money, and they might be good at sales, or they might have a, a like a like a you know a network of people that would really rock with them. But at the end of the day, they don't have what it takes to create the foundation, the business foundation. And so, yeah. And so, with your business, it's almost like a business in a box, right? It's almost like you know, all right, you don't have to worry about the back office. You don't have to worry about creating this business from scratch. Literally, I could, you know, like like your company will take care of all. Like, talk a little bit about the the, the importance of systems right. uh, as it relates to, to entrepreneurship or running a business. Because most people that go into business, Ash, they're just what I call technicians. Mm. They're technicians, but they're not really entrepreneurs. Like, i.e., Aunt Sally, that that's a great baker. Yeah, and she's an awesome baker, makes the best pound cake in America. But does she understand past making the cakes? How do you grow the business? How do you, the marketing choices you make? What type of cups and straws? And where, where's your supply chain? And how are all these pieces going to work? So the same thing with our business. You may have networks. You may have certain parts of it. But do you have all of the pieces from a paperwork standpoint, insurance standpoint, a banking? standpoint yeah. to be able to make it all work so we put all of the things in place so you can go out and compete yeah. against those big companies and have all the same cash advance stuff have all the same technology and just build a whole platform to where you and your clients can just stay at home yeah and then we get into the marketing part of it and the systems part of it and the training of it so it's not just hey here's your platform you go do it but all the support and like you said the business in a box of it mm -hmm. to make sure your paperwork is aligned we even go so far as to make sure you have your money being deposited in the right type of account mm -hmm. you know what i mean because often i can't tell you how many people or make money and try to put it on a prepaid card mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. or put it in a personal account. Yeah. Don't even realize that when you begin to make money, you have to put the money in a business account. Mm -hmm. Just just step one, foundation, like you said, form the foundational things yeah. to even be in a position to go get money, to get larger money. Yeah. And so I, I love what you do, um, Ash, because you talk to people about the foundational things they have to have mm -hmm. to even become a millionaire. See, most mm -hmm. people aren't even ready to receive a million dollars. Mm -hmm. How you want to be rich and you're not ready to receive it? Yeah, yeah. You don't even have the account for it to go right, in. Absolutely, right. Right? right? Yeah. What you going to do with taxes with this in a personal account? Absolutely, yeah. And so just from a formational standpoint, we go through all of those. This episode is sponsored by Greenwood Bank. Things, And then once you set the goal, 
what steps and what things do you need, what tools do you need yeah. to get to that goal? And then, and then so talk, talk a little bit about that, like that, um, you know, being ready to receive, right? Because uh, in our community, there is a lot of uh, people who say they want some things, who um, are asking for success, um, but have not fully prepared for it. Uh, what would you say in you know in, in our community? Uh, what's the biggest barrier that's holding us back from you know achieving a, you know that level of wealth? I think really it starts with ourselves first of all. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are asked for the truth, to ask for what they need to do. They're longing for the for the answer, yeah. but they don't really want you to tell them actually what it is, yeah. right? And so you can tell a person, hey. This is what you got to do to become wealthy. But we don't really, you know, we only want the truth as long as it's in line with what we already, right. what we already conceived to be the truth already. Right. And so they, we don't want to stretch ourselves. We don't want to go past, you know, uh, really what we have to do. And the biggest thing, how I see, is really access to funding and capital from a, just what's the, the biggest overall barrier mm -hmm. outside of just kind of our own beliefs in ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, it's just our access to understand how to get access to capital. Yeah. And it's not that it's not there for us to access. We just don't know how to access mm, it. Yeah. yeah. And it's not color that stops us from, from accessing mm. it. And I tell people that, you know, banks don't, banks don't actually feel black or white. Right. Yeah. They really don't. Yeah. You know, I, I haven't, I've never been denied anything because of color. Mm. The only thing that denies you with banks, man, is paperwork. Ooh. I haven't, I, it, it pains my heart. Yeah. My, my wife and I talk about this all the time, how yeah. much we kept out of the room yeah. for simple documents. Yeah, that's a fact, yeah. Yeah. And they, they yeah. allow documents to keep you out of the room. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I used to cringe, man. Like, I used to go on social media as somebody who ran banks, right? Right. So you know the documents are needed. Oh you request these documents. Profit loss oh statement. My, you know oh what I mean? I need your God. balance sheets. I need your... Right. And people, what, what people will say to you when, they, when you ask them for these documents? It's like... What do you talk... Like, they look like a deer in a headlight. And the funny thing about it is, though, uh, I used to see, like, uh, these memes that say, oh, they'll give you a car loan or they'll give you a student loan faster than they'll give you a business loan. They That's want you to be in debt. And I'm like, yo, what are y'all talking about? And it's funny, but a lot of us in our community uh, are looking for victimhood, right? We, we're looking for an enemy. We're looking for someone to blame. But to your point, like, if you don't have your paperwork together, if you don't know how to run a business, if and, and here's the other thing, right? You can't be an entrepreneur and write off everything, right? Right? You write off everything, you show no money. You're making right. a lot of money, but you're, you're writing off everything. You're not showing no money, no profits, nothing. Now come to a bank and say, hey, lend me $100,000, but I'm only showing 15,000 as what I make, right. right? And so talk a little bit about um, why it's important to um, set up your business in the right way if you're going to be able to use other people's money to help, you know, increase your, your, your bottom line. Right. And that, you make a good point, Ash. And um, owning a tax company, I see that all the time. People want to get houses. They want to get business loans. But here's the problem. We don't want to pay any taxes on any of it. Right. So to Ash's point, we want to write it all down, right. baby. Right. You make sure it all go away. Yeah. And, I mean, you're saving from a standpoint that you're not paying Uncle Sam's taxes, which is going to catch up with you. Yeah. Right. But you got to just plan, you know, past it. Like you got to get to the point to where you're putting back enough money to be able to pay taxes, mm -hmm. so you can actually have some income to be able to show. Right. Because at a point, like these people want to see if you if you got some money and made some money. Like you can't just keep it all. Yeah. And if you try to do that, you're trying to save the money on the taxes, mm -hmm. but you're killing yourself on the million dollar loan. Exactly. 
Right. Like what you're trying to save is actually what's killing you. Exactly. Because yeah. if you would just pay this money in taxes, now you can go out and get a million dollar line of credit. Exactly. Now you open up to SBA finance. Now you open up to buying apartment complexes. Yeah. Now you get it to big deals to where you'll be you you'll be to the point to where you can't wait to go pay your taxes. Right. Exactly. Why? Because right. you're gonna have the income now exactly. to document yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Now you in the room. Now you're right. accredited investor. Right. Like you can't even come. You can't even. You can't even. That drops something people. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So explain, explain <laughs> that, right? <laughs> right, because because a, a lot of people don't realize, like an accredited investor, right. right? You have to have a certain, you have to have a certain income, right. you have to have a certain level of ass, assets right. in order to be a accredited investor. And once you are an accredited investor, there are different types of investments that, that are. To, explain that a little bit. Nah, nah, nah. We can't, we can't let that one go. We can't let that one go. So, yeah, yeah. so rules of being accredited investor: as an individual, you got to make two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. And that don't mean you make it gross and write it all the way down to fifty. No, you got to have a net of two fifty for my self-employed people. A married couples three hundred thousand. Yeah. But what that does, it gets you in different types of investments. Now you can actually go with the hedge fund guys, and there's certain rooms and these the deals that they say that we can be a part of. Yeah. Well, part of it is because it's, it's you got to be an accredited investor. Yeah. And so not only does does those income marks get you to the accredited investor status. That's also the kind of income you need if you're going to be ever be a franchise owner mm. and go out and open up a you know, a Subway yeah. or a Papa John's or whatever, you can name whatever, you know, whatever it wants to be, but you got to have these certain type of incomes and you got to turn in. This is just to start the process, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> and even getting into the detail right, part of right. it, but you got to have those tax returns. You got to been made enough money. Yeah. They're going to check into your accounts. They're going to check with the IRS and make yeah. sure this stuff is being filed. Yeah. And so, um, you know, until you do those things, you just, you just locked out of the room and you're doing it to try to save in taxes, but you literally biting your nose to spite your face when you do that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's important for us to realize because uh, there are a lot of opportunity now, uh, you know, on the internet. Um, having access to so much people. Um, and so literally, we could change our lives in a year, in a, in a few months, uh, by really building our business the right way. Um, and then in building your business the right way, you want to have access to capital, access to credit. That credit, right, you know, that, that, that million dollar, even if it's a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollar line of credit could literally, it's powerful, it could literally help you, you know, grow seven figures if you use it the right way. So talk about the power of the internet, right? Because, um, you know, years ago, you know, in order for you, you know, this business wouldn't have worked 20 years ago, right? right? right. It wouldn't have, you, even maybe 10 years ago, because when you think right. about, you know, you know, tax, like it had to be done, brick and mortar, local, you know, local right. spot, but now technology, the internet, oh. phone, like all of that has, you know, you know, lowered the, 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 the barrier of entry um, and then allows people to flourish. So talk a little bit about the power of the internet uh, and business. And so it's funny, when we first started doing this, this was the vision we had 10 years ago. Mm. Way before the technology could do it, I mean, cell phones really had just kind of, you know, came to the scene. They didn't have the, the cloud-based softwares to be able to do this. So we had to kind of figure out workarounds and, and websites and forms that we could put on our sites and stuff to kind of build a kind of a virtual concept as the technology slowly, slowly began to catch up. And social media and Facebook. I didn't have a Facebook page when I started doing this. Yeah. But just over time, you know, I started 
gravitating, getting into social media and, and really, really um, understanding the power. And let me just say this too. Don't be one of those people like me that's like, I don't do social media. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not with all of this. Da, 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 da. Like, don't be that guy. Yeah. Like social media is, is like a thing that you have to take serious. And here's the thing, man, it gives us free commercials. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I tell people. Like, I mean, we got, we're living in a world where you can literally go and shoot yourself a free commercial anytime you want to. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what are you going to be doing with your commercials? And so I teach, you know, my team this constantly, always be using the social media platforms. And we really built our whole business inside of Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know, we created something I call social business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was, you know, a concept of for the first time, someone building out a multi, multi-million dollar company and running it within the constructs of Facebook mm -hmm. and building out. I'm actually kind of putting together, I might help you put, put together a TED Talk with me on this, on this concept of, uh, of Facebook and how you can turn it into a business and run your whole business from it but we took a whole bunch of free apps mm -hmm. my wife is a genius shout out to the unicorn yes. but she took a, a bunch of free apps in the early stages and, and built all this stuff into our platform mm -hmm. and just kind of made it work mm -hmm. and it was because of the internet because of technology and we could build every app that we needed to service these people we started it out with, with free apps and platforms until it got too big to where none of those things could support it anymore. Mm -hmm. Then we started building it all out from scratch. But we got to kind of test this thing out, just researching different apps and platforms. So I just encourage people to use the internet, use different applications to just make their business doper and cooler. Look mm -hmm. at what things you can do. Yeah. And step by step, man, we built out something that um, that I'm really proud of. Yeah, and I love it too. And, and, and you know, just to sort of like piggyback off of using the internet, uh, you have used it in such a way uh, that you've created community, right? Because that's what that's Facebook right. is. Right. You've created this community, and now this community uh, is what is, uh, like, it allowed your business to grow exponentially, right? So in, instead of having to reach a few people, you can reach a lot of people who reach a lot more people who reach a lot more people. Talk about that multiplier um, and the importance of building community if you you know if you're a business owner right because in the community you, you can um, you can establish a mission behind yeah. what you're doing yeah. and so you can take it away from just the money that's been made which we you know everybody's a shark everybody want to make money I get it yeah. but one of the things that we talk about is our mission right to give people the average person the opportunity to compete right in corporate America and then give the average person you know where they don't pay more than their fair share in taxes. Mm -hmm. And so we put a mission behind it so the community can get behind that. Mm -hmm. And so once you do that, it goes outside of the money because now we're not just doing this for the money, like you said in the beginning part, but we're doing this for our community. Yeah. We're doing this to take back some of what's been taken out of our community so we can be able to invest in ourselves, invest in our communities, buy the houses in our communities. Yeah, yeah. And so people move and get behind causes like that. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of how we kind of came at it too. It was like, yeah, we're going to make a bunch of money, but we're going to put the money back in our community mm -hmm. because we're the ones that's actually the customers and the clients, mm -hmm. but why are we not the business owners too? Why are right. we not servicing our community? Like, who's going to service them better, them or us? Right. And so that mission, right, that's what really, really propelled it, I think, in the beginning. No, I love it. And so talk to us a little bit about some of the other, like, businesses and ventures that uh, you, you, you know, you're part of. So um, right out of um, going into, you know, our background is in real estate anyway. Mm -hmm. And I believe everybody should have a certain amount of real estate, whether that's commercial, residential or whatever. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> but we started our own real estate education platform to be able to teach people how to invest in real estate and really about the support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lending and how to get access to the cash. Mm. And so we've built our platform called Rich University. And it's really like, really, it's not even about the money we make from it because, you know, we have a very inexpensive price for it. But it's really about the education Mm. because I saw so many people being just beat over the head with um, real estate education platforms. Everything is 50 grand and up just to start, it seems like. So I wanted to have something where people could really touch and really could learn what to do Mm. and get access to the money. So we built out the education platform and people actually watch us doing it. You know, Mm. we got our own investment firm. Mm -hmm. So we're actually doing real estate deals every day. Mm. We're not just teaching education based off of past laws or whatever. But if you go on my page right now, we're at the construction sites. We're at this property. We're at their property. You can see the before and afters. You see the renderings like we're out there teaching people real time from if you want to knock it down and start over, we yeah. got you. You want to do a subdivision. Mm-hmm. You want to just do something light. If you're a new time person and just want to get in and whatever it is, wholesaling, multifamily. And so we're actually out here doing these things in our real estate business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we get into commercial properties. And so uh, we have our own franchise, but we also buy other franchises as well, too. Mm-hmm. So we purchased the Fat Tuesday franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Las Vegas. Shout out New nice. Orleans. If you guys spend time in those places, you've you probably spent some time at one of the Fat Tuesday daiquiri bars. So mm-hmm. we purchased the Memphis and Shelby County markets for the Fat Tuesday. So nice. we're dropping um, those in um, downtown Memphis right now. We're into construction. And here's the thing about it. We buy the buildings where we put our restaurants. Ooh. Right? Billion, billion dollar play. Talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, I tell anybody, if you're going to get into that business, man, don't yeah. do a bunch of renovations in somebody else's space if Ooh. you can avoid it. Yeah. Are you going to spend $300,000 renovating something? Like, don't have a lease on the building. Right. So we bought the whole building that has tenants in it. Mm. So then now we're going to Airbnb the top three floors, which are all penthouse suites. Mm. Right. And then that'll ultimately end up paying not only for our building, but mm. paying for the whole building. Right. Ultimately, making us not really have to come out of pocket a whole lot, anything on a monthly basis. Yeah. But it's this the it takes a little bit longer to purchase the building as opposed to just signing a quick lease. Mm-hmm. But the long way is really going to be the strong way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. In the absolutely. long run. So absolutely. yeah. So we we're, we keep our hands in all those things, man. And then we got our own entertainment business. We, we you know we produce films and you know executive produce films and plays and 
you know, just try to be a blessing to be a blessing. Man. Nice. No, I love it. I love it. And then talk a little bit about, because, cause, I mean, we, I mean, I'm going to hold you here forever, right? <laughs> and so talk a little bit about um, that, that, that franchise model, right? Because um, there are people out there uh, that have successful businesses, right? And so, you know, you're at a space where, um, you know, you started a franchise, you know, business where, you know, you help other people, you know, create tax businesses and they could become their own boss. You, you know, purchase a, a franchise. When does one know when it's time to franchise? Is it always a good idea to franchise a business or all business franchisable? Like, talk a little bit about that. You know, I really think... Just about any business can be franchisable if it has the right leadership to start with, mm -hmm. right? If you've got the right leadership, really any concept can be franchisable if you, because there's a market really for everything yeah. when you think about it. It's just understanding the, the be able to have the system carved out where you can repeat the steps. Mm. That's the thing about what people are paying for in franchise. People don't want to have to figure things out, right? right? So they're paying you because you got it figured out. Mm. So when you have a concept that you can figure out and you can figure out how to duplicate it in the markets and you can get consistent results with the system you have, mm. you have a franchise franchisable system. Yeah. That's basically the definition of it. So if somebody's looking at this and, and you can consistently duplicate your success, you know, um, over and over in different markets, then you can begin to sell this system as a franchise. But then now it's just a matter of can you, do you have the back end to support that, that, that you know, their franchise once you get them set up, which is kind of the second phase of it. So first thing is concept. The second thing is support. Mm -hmm. And you can grow your business too fast and you can be a mom and pop operation. Mm -hmm. It was think about McDonald's prime example. It yeah. was always a franchisable concept. Yeah. But if you watch the movie The Founder, the McDonald's brothers couldn't make the franchise system work. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't make it work. Yeah. They tried multiple times and it failed miserably. They had given up on it. Mm -hmm. But it took somebody, it took a different kind of leader to make it work. Same speedy system, same burger, same everything, yeah. failed miserably. Yeah. Break car grabs it, biggest thing in the world. Yeah. How is that? Same yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. Right? But he figured out how to make it duplicatable mm -hmm. and how to support them and how to get quality time after time, yeah. right? He began to buy the land. Yeah. That's how he was able to turn it over. He yeah. began to buy the land, one decision. Mm -hmm. He began to buy the land. The people had to lease the restaurants from here. Now he had basically ownership and control over, you gotta do this a certain type of way and you mm -hmm. gotta follow the system, right? right? Doing that, it exploded. But right. it, it came from, it really became from the real estate. People don't realize McDonald's is the number one real estate holder in the world. In the world, yeah. Selling $2 cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah. And so what what, what would you say um, uh, makes a successful serial entrepreneur? Because you are you are a serial entrepreneur. Like you uh, have many successful businesses, um, but it has to take a certain mindset, certain characteristics, certain habits. What, what would you say makes a successful serial entrepreneur? Um, I say the first thing is seeking information and knowledge. Mm. Um, a serial entrepreneur is always figuring out ways to get better. And they're really in the lab like an athlete. Mm. Like, and, I, and I study people like a Warren Buffett. Like this guy's 90 years old, but he's working out yeah. like LeBron James yeah. with his mind. Yeah. Like he's working out harder than anybody else. And so I look at how he studies. I look at how people that I look up to, how they study, and I'm in the lab and I'm training like a professional athlete. Mm. I'm up late at night. Like when they up shooting jumpers, I'm up watching documentaries on Ford. Mm. I'm up watching documentaries on Henry Hines and how he was the first person to make electricity in his factory. And man, why did he do that? Why did he want to, you know what I mean? So I'm always looking and studying my game, trying to find little gaps. Mm. 
and good entrepreneurs, that's what they're just trying to do because it's not big things, right? Mm -hmm. Everything under the sun has been created already. Right. My dad told us that, you know, we was kids. There ain't yeah, nothing yeah. new under the sun, right, right, and right. they right. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun, but it's just small tweaks of mm -hmm. things under the sun. Yeah. And the good entrepreneurs are just looking for, they did it like this, I'm going to do this, but just do this a little bit differently. I'm going to market it a little bit differently like that. And it's just small tweaks that just separate you from other people that make you special. And I think those are the good traits of entrepreneurs. They're just outworking everybody and they're looking for, and their work is looking for tweets, mm. right? And they're working on the business, yeah. not just in the business. Mm, yeah, yeah. And that's I what I spend that. a lot of time. I spend a lot of time working, you know, working on the business, how to make it work better, the processes of it. Yeah, no, I love that. And so what, you know, right now, you know, um, last year we had a pandemic. Right. Uh, a lot of things were shut down. Some people did well. Some people didn't do so well. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, the world looked like it's opening up or it has opened up, uh, but there's still some uncertainty out there. Um, you know, what advice would you give to an entrepreneur who's uh, at a space where they are, you know, having to make decisions during hard times? What advice do you have for them? Go fast and hard. Mm. Yeah. Go fast and hard, outrun everybody right now. Do more than everybody right yeah. now because yeah. um, the window is closing. Mm. For the last 12 months, man, we've been so aggressive for the last 12 months. Yeah. Because right now, when everybody kind of went into kind of a hiatus, we turned up the we turned up the pace. Yeah. We started buying more properties. We started signing leases. We started doing more things with the business because, for one, there wasn't as many people that were doing it because mm -hmm. everybody was you know was in constraints. Right, right. So then all the deals are available. Right. right? Everything's yeah. available when nobody has anything. Right? right. The banks are starving. They're looking for like, is anybody working? <laughs> right. Is anybody right, doing right, business? Right, right, right. Does anybody want to borrow a million dollars? Please, right. God, help me. Yeah. Somebody take some money from me. Right. And so that's the climate that we're in right now. Like no one's asking for anything. So this is where you need to be trying to get everything done. Mm, yeah. So get all the deals now, get the space now, negotiate the lease now, get mm. the contract now, get the supplier now, mm. whatever it is, try to get it now. Cause I'm telling you in six months, when the world's all the way back open and, and the masks are completely gone and the Delta variant is, is, is gotten under control, like I'm telling you guys, it's coming. Right. And you don't want to be on the other side of coming out of this thing. Yeah. Cause guess what? Everybody's going to get their money back now. Right. Right. Flights are going up. Delta yeah. been, you know, half capacity. They're getting their money back. Yeah. The agents getting their money back. Yeah. Everybody's getting their money back in six months. Mm -hmm. So as an entrepreneur, get your money right now. <laughs> right, right. Get in line to get yours right now because I'm telling you, all this, everything is going to constrict and now it's going to be just mm -hmm. a boom. Right. So everybody that's did the work now, yeah. they're going to be already stocked and ready to go. They're not going to be trying to play catch up. Oh my God, mm -hmm. everybody's out. Everybody's spending. Mm -hmm. What do I need to do? You need to be ready now. Yeah. Yeah. So when it hits, you can be one of the ones that's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And then so what about that person that has that nine to five, right? That side hustle. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a, they have the nine to five, but they also have that side hustle. Yeah, they kind of right? Like talk, talk, talk to like what, what advice do you have for that person? So let me tell you, the first thing is keep your job as long mm -hmm. as you need to. Yeah. You know, don't let people tell you that you can't do them both. Yeah. Like work your business full time. Yeah and work your, your job full time. You gotta do them both right now, yeah. right? So that's what I'm gonna tell you, do them both right now because if you do them both, right, but keep that job until the business makes you quit it. Mm -hmm. Don't quit the job too soon. I made that mistake for years. 
Um, and I've probably been even further along than I am, but I would make good money in my business, decent money, but I wasn't really making enough money to support myself, mm-hmm. right? And so I see entrepreneurs sometimes quit their, quit their main jobs too soon. Just the reality of it is, as an entrepreneur, you got to do both mm. and still be a family person, right? Right. That's just part of it. Right. You know, I say it's going to be easy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you do it for three, four years, you'll get to the point to where you can get rid of the job, yeah. right? And then it'll end up happening where even the business will start running itself and you'll have more time. Mm-hmm. But you just have to go hard at it and kind of do them both mm-hmm. um, until you can get to a place where you don't have to. And the last thing I'll say is don't work harder on the, on the job than you do on the business, mm, right? Yeah. If you get the early on that, give yourself the same type of goals, set the same types of dates, mm-hmm. set the same types of standards. Mm-hmm. Like don't get fired, mm-hmm. but your passion should be into what do I got to do to, to kill it at this business. And I'm going to tell you, um, learn from the job too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like my last job I had and my wife's last job, she worked at St. Jude, mm-hmm. one of the biggest charities in the world. Mm-hmm. I worked for um, NBC and Comcast. And what we learned on those last jobs, um, it really helped us be better entrepreneurs and better business owners. So even on the job, man, you be, um, you know, you be an entrepreneur, you learning while you're there, it'll help you in your business. What do you tell that person who, you know, has that nine to five, that nine to five is successful, but then now they have that side hustle, that side hustle is, is, is picking up, yeah, it's yeah. rolling, it's rolling. But that, that crutch, they just, they just can't let go of that crutch. You got to jump. Mm. That's what I'm going to tell you. I, tell you yeah. I, I did a whole, um, I was inspired um, by something I saw Steve do. I started making um, jump videos. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling people, man, you just got to just jump. Yeah. Like you can try to hold on to it so long, trying to hold on to their protection. Yeah. Because, it's, you know, that's what America tells us you got to do. But mm-hmm. you got to learn to just step out on faith. Yeah. Because it gets to a point to where the job can begin to hold you back from your, from your real destiny. Mm, yeah. And you holding on to something that you think is guaranteed, but that job can let you go as well, too. Yeah, you yeah. know, the thing that you think is supposed to be your security may be your own security. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, it, the job can keep, get you to a certain point, but you got to be willing to let it go so you can be able to fly yeah, at yeah. some point. No, I love it. I love it. And then, so how do you, you know, serial entrepreneur, husband, right. father... Um, brother, uncle, right? How do you balance all of that, you know? You know, somebody told me that, you know, there's really no such thing as balance. Mm. You just kind of, it's just all a part of everything. Yeah. You know, so it's not really, to, I make time for this or make time for that or how do I make time for my wife? Yeah. You know, my wife, you know, my wife's my business partner, so I'm with her mm. all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I don't have to, you know, I, we still have our, but it's just all a part of it. Yeah. You know, even with my kids, I include them in, in certain things. Mm. I'm, when I'm building, getting ready for OST Live, I'm talking to my kids about it mm. and we're doing things together. And it's just, you know, I don't have just office hours where I got to have my office hours here and there. That's not really reality of how it all works. And when you're really, really a business owner, you're really in the midst of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you just keep God first. You keep your family first. Um, and I think all of it begins to take care of itself. But I just, you know, I just try to, you know, make I make time for all of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's an, enough time in the day. There's no lack of hours. Mm-hmm. I spend a ton of time with my kids. Yeah. I spend a lot of time with my wife. I spend mm-hmm. a lot of time with my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really just a matter of time management and just understanding, again, there's no lack. Right. There is no lack of time. Right. Ain't no lack of time. Yeah. It's all a mentality thing mm-hmm. because you waste so much time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We spend more wasting time than anything. <laughs> so there's yeah. no lack. And if you have this, that mentality, Ash, like you'll have time for everything and have a well just rounded life all around. No, I love that. I love, and so now, you know, we, we got, you know, Mowbray is multi-millionaire running yeah. all these businesses. Um, if you look back at your 18-year-old self, yeah. what advice are you giving young Mo at 18? 
Leave them girls alone, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop chasing out that tail, boy. <laughs> but you know, 18-year-old Mo was a cool kid, man. I've, I've been uh, I've been locked in for for a long time. Um, the only thing I would tell myself is you don't have to stay in Memphis. Mm. It's okay to, um, to 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 spread out. You know, it's one of the things I, I locked myself into. I had to be in my hometown. Mm. And, you know, as great as it was being there, um, when I left Memphis and started meeting people in other places and other cities, mm-hmm. you know, I started learning and seeing things in a different way, in a bigger perspective. Yeah. And so I think I, I could kind of study my growth, you know what I mean, to a degree of, okay, I got to be here. And, you know, I would have told myself, man, listen, it's okay to move around, get mm-hmm. some different experiences, go some other places, yeah. you know, get see what, see what other parts of the world got to teach you. Yeah. You know, and I wish I would have started doing that um, at 18 instead of waiting until I was like 26 to yeah, really start yeah. moving right. around doing that. No, I love it, love it. And then uh, dispel a money myth for me, right? Because I know a lot of us who uh, don't come from money, mm-hmm. uh, who got it out the mud, who really kind of grinded it out. I know when we were coming up, uh, there were a lot of money myths. Money don't grow on trees. It take money to make money, right? And so, no <laughs> right? Um, dispel a money myth. I mean, you give, give us the two, right? Dispel a money myth that now that you have money, right? That that's tr- you know truly not true. Well, both of those two, but but one, I love both of those two. We'll come back to them. But yeah. a, another one is don't buy a house right away. Oh, yeah. Um, I had one of my some of my friends got mad at me on Facebook. Um, I was telling I was telling people that they shouldn't go out and buy a, a primary residence to live in. Yeah. And we had this whole argument on Facebook. Why oh, you need to be need to get security and buy your house and live with your kids? And everybody was so baby was mad at me. Right. But I was just trying to tell them that I would rather rent yes. where I live mm. and then own what I rent. Ooh. That's a, <laughs> a bar. Say that again. You rather do what? <laughs> so I would rather rent where I live and then own what I rent. Mm, yeah. And what I mean by that is, it costs so much money to, when you're buying a property, right? And the amount of money down that it takes. Yeah. It's easier to just go rent a place. Mm. Like for example, you wanna go buy a, let's just say a $500,000 house, mm-hmm. right? It's gonna cost you $50,000 down to buy this house. Yeah. So you gotta take $50,000 as an entrepreneur out of your business to go buy a house. Yeah. I would rather take 50, a house that you're gonna make a payment on to make you no money, by the way. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I would rather go take two thousand dollars, get me a house to live in. Mm-hmm. Right. Another two thousand dollars for a deposit. Mm. Dropping these bars for you real quick. Yeah. Keep the forty six thousand. Mm. Right. Take the forty six thousand. Go buy me two investment properties mm. with it. Yeah. Right. Go buy me two investment properties. Make forty thousand profit. Another forty thousand dollar profit. Mm. Make back the money that I just spent. So now I still got my fifty plus forty plus forty. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I got me a nice crib paying rent. Somebody mm-hmm. else can, can fix the stuff that go wrong with mm-hmm. it. Now I'm up over $100,000 yeah. back into my business. Yeah. Right? And the reality of it is when you're renting a house that you live in, you still do the same thing in it. Right. You're going to live in it, sleep in it, have a good mm-hmm. time in it, invite your friends over. Right. Like You don't have to take all the money out of your business before you're ready to be able to do it. Yeah. Like you should have, you know, at least a million dollars. You know, people going to say I'm crazy for saying this. Mm-hmm. This, is my, this is my thing. Yeah. Right. You know, because every time I thought about buying a house, mm-hmm. I was like, am I going to take $100,000 out the business to buy this house? Mm-hmm. You know, in my case, am I going to take $300,000 mm-hmm. out the business to go buy a house? Yeah. No, I'm just going to rent one because I can take $300,000 and buy investment properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can go out and put this back in my company to grow our business, put incentives in place for my, for my staff. So it's really a selfish thing, in mm-hmm. my opinion, as mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. Yeah. 
if you're taking money out of your business to buy you somewhere for you to live in, mm, yeah. why would you do that? Yeah, Until yeah. you got enough money to where it doesn't really matter. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you can do it. It doesn't right, matter. Right. You can spend $100,000. You, you can't take hundred grand out your business and not miss it. My mom mm. asked me, she said, baby, you sure you can afford that? Mm. I said, mom, I ain't even miss it. Mm. And until you can honestly say you didn't miss the money for the down payment, don't buy the house. Wow. Yeah. If, if, right. If you're going to miss the money, don't buy it. Right. Yeah. Like, if you're going to miss the money, put it on something that's going to bring you back some money. Some that money. It's right. So I'm not missing it if I put it in an investment property. Because I'm putting it there to make money. And I know I'm getting money's coming back in a few months. Right. So I'm right. not missing it. Right. And your house, that money's gone for right now. You're not getting that money at your personal residence right now. Right. So that's the biggest myth and one of the biggest things I see people. Uh, and I started with that one because that puts people behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And as men, we know we're trying to please our family. We're trying to please our spouses. We want to get them a new home as soon as we get married. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you're taking money out of the business, the company to try to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Because your friends buying a house. Yeah. Your wife don't want to be renting. Right. OK. Right. That's OK. Right. But look up three years from now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. so. Um, I would definitely say that and the money don't grow on trees. I love those two. Just <laughs> my quick take on those. Uh, it take money to make money. Like we built our whole business without spending any money in advertising. Mm, yeah. We're just creative. Right. Like in the beginning, we literally had no money for employees, mm -hmm. no money for staff, mm -hmm. which is really how I had to figure out how to come up with the franchising. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't have any money to hire sales reps. Right. So I had to figure out a way how to grow our sales base, grow our team mm. without having money to be able to go hire a traditional sales reps and put them on salary. Mm, yeah. What's the best way? Give other people opportunity. Yeah. Give yeah. them I'll give them most of the money. Yeah. And you take just a little bit yeah. for setting it up and running it all. But give somebody else all the money. Yeah. 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 And this sounds like the damn foolish thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you want to get rich, give away all the money. Right. Right. Get filthy rich. Yeah. That's basically what we did. Yeah. And so it might have to grow on trees because we figured out a way to get people the money, let them get paid. Mm. And then we was able to make money from doing that. Yeah. And yeah. then we started putting money back into the business. But in the beginning, we was just creative. Yeah. yeah. Right. And use the Internet and technology. Nah, I love it. I love it. All right. So what is so far, uh, you know, being financially abundant, right. uh, what would you say is the most extravagant thing you've done with money so far? Um, done a lot of things um you know we've gone to vegas spent forty thousand dollars shopping yeah um you know i just bought a, uh, a multi-million dollar house yeah um but the the most uh, i want to say this is extravagant but the most rewarding thing i did and yeah. you know with a, with a large check was um last year we retired my mom mm. at at osc live mm. um and i gave her her whole salary wow. at osc live wow. at the conference and wow. was able to tell her she ain't got to go back to fedex wow. um so some things were just kind of fun and that type of thing, but the yeah. most rewarding thing yeah. was being able to do that and just seeing my mom's face and, and just knowing what it meant to her, where she can have to clock in anymore. And just like, mom, this salary, here you go. Mm, nice. Tell them when you're coming back. Mom. Nice, nice. You know what I'm saying? So that was, that was the, the best thing. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But we've done some lavish stuff, though. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, yeah. We as are, you should. Yeah. As you should. All right, so finish this statement for me. I am. I'm a leader. I am a leader. Um, when it's all said and done, I will be. One of the wealthiest men in the world. Oh, love it, love it, love it. Uh, everybody who crosses my path will know. Now a child of God. Oh, <laughs> love that, love that. All right, we're going to do a, our speed round, right? Um, and so our speed round, what we do inside the vault, we take banking terms, right? Uh, and then we flip them, you know, for inside the vault. So the first term... Uh, is deposit slip. 
right? A deposit slip, you walk into the bank, you fill it out, and you deposit money inside the bank. Okay. For us here, deposit slip is a money slip, a money mistake. Okay. What is the biggest deposit slip that you've made so far? Um, in the beginning, um, we didn't pay ourselves 1099s. Mm. Yeah, in the beginning, I didn't I didn't pay myself a salary in the beginning years. Yeah. One is some of the thing, one of the few things that I regret in the early years. Mm -hmm. You know, when you when you're just trying to get it, you know, you don't you don't have a salary, right. so you don't have any documented income. Right. And so, you know, I wish now that I would have just put my income in a 1099 because mm -hmm. when I got ready to need it, that's how I know the mistakes were made. You know right. what I mean? Because it's like, dang, I, you know, I shouldn't have did that in the early years. Because now when it came time for me to go get money, I, I ain't got the 1099s. Mm, and, right. I, and I had the money, I just didn't document it. Right. And so that's why I can speak from experience and tell you, don't do that. Yeah. Like, you got to, because, you know, because you know, no one sends you a 1099 in our business. You got a 1099 yourself. yourself. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, if you're making money, you know, you make $75,000 doing taxes, yeah. no one's sending you a 1099 for that. Right. You got to send it to yourself. Right. And, right. and I didn't, you know, and that's crazy. I was doing taxes with other people, right. but I, I just, I filed my income, mm -hmm. but I didn't 1099 myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And in certain cases, not having that 1099, they're like, they're, they're really like, like you know what I'm saying? I had to wait. You know what I mean? Mm, no, I love it. Love it. Second term, charge off, right? So charge off, you borrow money from the bank. Uh, you don't pay the money back. Uh, the bank tries to get the money from you, but eventually they're like, all right, forget it. I'm charging this off. For us inside the vault, a charge off is people or mindsets mm -hmm. that you had to charge off while you were on your journey. Yeah, so um, a couple of years ago, we had, um, you know, people within our business, um, then it was time for them to leave. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest mistakes I made is I kept some people around too long. Mm. And so the biggest mistakes in not always the people that you hire, but it's the people you got to charge off mm. or people you got to get rid of. And yeah. keeping people too long, they can infect, mm. you know, they can infect your company, infect your environment. Yeah. And so um, charge off people at the right time and don't let them stick around too long. Because if you do, they can affect, you know, um, other people in your business who are positive. So. You gotta charge them folks off. No, I love it. I love it. All right, last but not least, ATM. ATM machine, you put your card in, you get some money out. Um, for us inside the vault, ATM is another teachable moment. Mm. Right? I need you to look in that camera and give you know, give us like some bars. Give us, give us another teachable moment that will change somebody's life forever. So everybody's always talking about multiple streams of income. And I see this, this is the biggest thing on social media right now, my right ash, you know, you know, multiple streams of income, multiple streams of income. But I'm gonna tell you, you have to get one stream of income first. Hmm. You can't have multiple streams of income if you ain't got the first stream of hmm. income. It's like trying to just put fires out all over the place and you're trying to just start these little fires. Nothing ever really catches a spark. So you got to drop everything in one spot to be able to make something blow up first. Mm. And see, I'm a serial entrepreneur now, but in the beginning, I was singular focused. Mm. And I didn't want to do anything until I made a million dollars in one-stop taxes. Mm. And then we began to be, be serial entrepreneurs and do other things. But in the beginning, be a, a one, <laughs> be a uno entrepreneur in the beginning. And then you can become a serial entrepreneur. Um, like, don't try to do that. You know, when you're still trying to get get something going, that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make. And they just you just see them all the time just doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I got this and I got this and I got this. If none of them have gotten to six and seven figures yet, you're not really doing them yet. Mm -hmm. So take the time to get something to a place where it can be really touchable. Then go be a serial entrepreneur. Nah, I love that big, big, big bars. Uh, if somebody wanted to connect with you, they want to tap in. 
Where can they find you? So our company is just at One Stop Taxes Corporate. Uh, my Instagram is at Mobry Rowan, and Facebook is also at Mobry Rowan as well, too. So, man, just hit us up. Anything we can do, connect to get some money together. I love to talk to you. Here we go, y'all. Another powerful episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash with the billionaire Mowry Rowan in the building. Make sure y'all tap in. Y'all too. Listen, first of all, check out One Stop Taxes because I promise you, if you are trying to figure things out and you're like, yo, I want to be an entrepreneur but don't know where to start, at least tap into a business in a box, a system that's already built that can actually help propel your entrepreneurship. It's three months out of the year and after those three months all the money that you can make you can now use that to fund your real dream so make sure y'all tap in make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at inside the vault follow me ash cash at i am ash cash we are closing out the vault another powerful episode tell a friend to tell a friend like subscribe rate comment do all of the above I appreciate y'all. Thank you to my insiders. That's what y'all are. If you're watching this show, you are an insider, and I appreciate you. Till next time, same time, same place, in God's will. Peace! Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You won't ask cash. You can catch it right here in the ball. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.